You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have the return of the great Dave Lombardo. Dave comes from Slayer, from Phantomus, from Dead Cross, so many projects that this dude is in. Um, but this one we're talking about is his Rights of Percussion record, which comes out May 5th. Uh, it's all percussion, the entire record. It's beautiful. It's crazy. Like, there's so many instruments on there that I have never heard of, sounds I've never heard. Uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant record and a very ambitious ambitious one at that because doing just a solid drum record uh, could go either way. I mean, you really have to know what you're doing to be able to pull that off, and he absolutely did that. And what he's probably the nicest person in metal and hard music. Like Dave is is one of the sweetest individuals uh, I have ever spoken to. Such a good heart, and he's genuinely curious and genuinely uh, interested in what you have to say, um, but one of the just heaviest and fastest drummers I've ever heard. I mean, Slayer, come on. <laughs> he's insane. Uh, so getting to talk to Dave for a second time was really a blessing, and and I really appreciated the time with him and, and um being able to do that because he was back on like episode 20 something, I think right at the beginning of the podcast. And he was connected to myself uh, by JP friend of the show. Um, and this time uh, we went through publicists and uh, got it done. And I'm really, really glad we did. And you guys are going to love this record. It's called right of percussion. 
uh, rights of percussion rather on May 5th. It's coming out. There's, I believe, one or two singles up on Spotify already you can listen to. Um, but go check those out when you're done listening to this chat. We go all over the place with this chat like we always do. Um, talk about some heavy things, some some happy things, some interesting things. It's uh, it's a whirlwind, uh, as, as it were. It always is. So let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or questions or comments. Uh, we also have the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group, which you can ask to join, and we'll let you in, and that way you can see who's coming up. Uh, sometimes we're able to ask questions of, of future guests and things like that. It's just a cool place to hang out. Uh, so I definitely appreciate those of you who have already joined. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Uh, we also have the premium service, which is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. And that gives you the old videos of the episodes. It gives you access to the past cast as well as the ad-free feed. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We don't do a lot on there. I just post the new episodes on there. Um, it's something fairly new for us. But if you want to subscribe to us over there, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, and you can check out my other podcast I started doing with my friend Christina uh, down in Australia called Occupy the Void, where we talk about uh, mental health with musicians and creatives uh, specifically. So... Uh, yeah, dude, let's get into this one. This was a rad chat. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, without further ado, here's my chat with Dave Lombardo from Slayer, from Dead Cross, and now Rites of Percussion. Hey, Dave. How are you, buddy? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Been a long time. Really? <laughs> a few years. Yeah, you were on, uh -huh. uh, man, I can't remember what episode it was. This is like, this is going to be episode like 339 or something like that, but it was like episode 25 or something like that years ago. Oh, shit. Early on. Wow. Early awesome. on. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your, uh, you know. On your progress. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations to you as well on this new record, man. This thing was cool. When Monica sent me the the uh, the files, I was like, I was super stoked on it right away because I knew it was going to be something like super ambitious. 
Like it, if it's a drum record, like it was going to have so many different layers and elements that I'd never probably heard before. And that's exactly what it was. It was just a, a massive undertaking. It seems like, like it just, there was so much going on and so <laughs> many cool, um, just instruments like, like percussion mm -hmm. instruments I've never heard before. And wow, that's it's, great. It's fantastic. I put it on in the car. Like I got the email in the car. I was getting uh, ready to leave and I just put it on and let it play through. I had my son in the car and uh, -huh. uh we just jammed it all the way running errands, man. It was awesome. And uh anyways, I, I know we're starting That's, right off the bat there, but um I'm so, I'm so happy that you you enjoyed it and uh your son got to enjoy it, you know. Yeah. And uh th that's cool. I'm happy it it you know, it, it made you feel that way. Um yeah, it was ambitious and a uh, long time coming. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that at this point in my career I was able to deliver a a, a piece of, you know, music, a piece of art uh to Ipecac and, and they put it out and I was it, you know, I was really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, man. I my son, he has uh, autism. So he's very interesting with music because he he doesn't he he doesn't like yet dad's yelling music as he calls it <laughs> so oh uh, okay it's it's this is funny this is this ties uh -huh. in because uh the first thing i put on that and i don't i don't know what what spawned doing this but i put i wanted to test out what he would be into and i put on slayer and uh -huh. he was like into it for a minute and then like went silent and I, and I was kind of just watching him process because I wanted to put on something fairly extreme that just to see, just to see where he went. Cause I have a lot of friends, kids that really love heavy music yeah. uh, and like ask for it. And he got really quiet and it took him about a day or two to come to me and say, dad, I really don't like your yelling music. And I was like, okay, cool. That's what he calls it. Very matter of fact. I don't like your yelling yeah. music. Cool. Okay. Then, you know, That's so, awesome. so How now old is he? he's uh, How 11, old is he? he's 11. No, okay. And uh awesome, yeah. He, he, so now if he's fighting with his sister in the car, I was like, Grayson, you want to listen to Slayer? No, Dad. But then when I explained to him that uh, this is the drummer from Slayer, like this is the same the same person you listen to, but different. And that's the way we explain yeah. food to them too. Like, have I had this before? Yeah, you've had it before, but it's different, it's cooked a different way. That's how we explain yeah. things. And he really uh he really dug uh, <laughs> that exp explanation and, and kind of picked up on it. And uh, oh. so anyways, and we have a drum set in the basement. And so he always wants to go down and play the drums. He lasts about three minutes and then he's done because it's too loud. Um, yeah. But the drive, yeah, you got to give him, you got to get him the either those uh, shooting range headphones or you got to teach him how to put the uh, little earplugs yes uh, and yeah that's that's important it, it it does get loud and and so yeah i highly recommend that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta save his hearing man <laughs> he loves he's been doing those um my wife's been putting on those sound bath um videos for him uh have you which what? like it's like what are they? it's like these um they're not bells but they make these like um oh man it's almost like when you put your finger on a wine glass and run your finger yeah. around it 
yeah. it's like that, but it's just these very like almost like chimes. Um, so it's and they not, sit in the water. No, it's it's just they lay they lay down and these they put these things around you and play the sounds with them, and it basically bathes you in sound. They call it a sound bath. So oh, there's wow, no water involved. But it's like a oh, therapy okay. or like a um like a meditation. Audio? Um, it's something you listen to? Yeah, you can actually have it done. There's people that do it for you, but there's YouTube videos of it that my wife puts on to calm him down, the sound. But you can actually go somewhere and have someone give you a sound bath. Oh, wow. It's super yeah. interesting. Man, did I – I wonder if I went to a – I went to this this drum or percussion, indigenous percussion uh, store somewhere on tour, and uh, they I went into this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was just showing me around, and uh, there was an area where people would lay down, and there were these bowls. I don't know if it's the same thing, but that's interesting. I'm going to look into it because I'm really into. Uh, you know, how different frequencies affect uh, different parts of your body, uh, the sophagio frequencies, um, you know, those are supposed to be healing. Um, so I, I've gone through, you know, certain periods in life where I ventured into this world and um, really, you know, enjoyed it and absorbed it. And uh yeah, some of those things, you know, they're, it's intriguing and and you hope that that it works. And, and I'm not sure, at least in my, you know, I, I can't tell if it has. Maybe it has. Uh, but it's it's fun to, to try and immerse yourself in that knowledge, at least to get yourself acquainted with and understand something new, not totally shun it, you know, um, just really uh, embrace and learn from it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's like a um I'm looking like Tibetan mantra singing bowls. Um Yeah. There there's all kinds of stuff, but it's these these yeah, the the frequencies and stuff and it's like constant. It's like a Yeah. like a drone. Like, yeah, like a drone, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I've uh, I've fallen asleep. There's one that I looked up online. I, I forget, you know, what frequency it is, 528, you know, healing your DNA, whatever, all this. And uh, I've fallen asleep to it. And um, I've woken up in a panic and I've ripped my headphones off. It's like, ah, you know, it's like, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it it was uh, it was really strange, but it was a lot of fun. So I, I on occasion I do that when I want to relax or maybe just uh, cleanse my brain from sound, mm-hmm. you know. Because since I do a lot of uh, in engineering and and do a lot of working at home with with drums and sounds and remixing and whatever it is that I'm involved with. Uh, that sometimes I just want to cleanse the brain, you know, yeah. from everything. And, uh, and I immerse in that and it, 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 it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it, it's, it's great. Uh, at least to, exp- th- then I ventured into the sounds that planets make. Um, they they obviously have a, a certain, frequency like the earth has a certain frequency that it vibrates in Mm -hmm. and other planets as well and nasa has measured 
uh, or has recorded uh, these frequencies. And um, it's it's really interesting. Uh, it's something, you know, I think everyone should look into and, and enjoy, at least, you know, research and, and just have fun, uh, uh, you know, embracing something new. dude have you have you heard so you've probably heard this then uh i didn't know about the planet side of things but i i did recently listen and it maybe maybe it's a hoax i don't know they they recorded the sound coming from a black hole in space i haven't heard that one that should be interesting it is terrifying it's just something i mean when you're hearing something so unlike anything you've ever heard it's it's a little nauseating because it's you you're trying to to picture like you're not listening to it really with like a clear mind you're trying to imagine what's going on in this situation like like trying to instead of just taking it in i think it's human nature to maybe analyze it as it's happening because you know what it is like you know it's something you're not familiar with so you're trying to like pull things out of it instead of just letting it happen and it's it's a little bit jarring like a it's not not in like a not because of the volume or anything like that, but just the sound itself is unsettling. Mm. Um, I believe I, it. Oh man, I believe it. There there are some sounds and some frequencies that can be nauseating, and uh, you don't you don't know why or how uh, this is happening. Uh, some of them you you do feel uh, uneasy. Uh, you feel, um, like, like you're, sometimes it feels like you're, you're like prey Mm. to, to some, you know, you feel intimidated, you feel like, uh, vulnerable to some kind of attack. And it's, it's certain frequencies that make you feel unsettled and, uh, I, I haven't uh I wish I could find those frequencies and know exactly which ones they are, you know, <laughs> so that way you could interject them in certain parts of songs to make them to make people feel, you know, uneasy or threatened in yeah. a way. Yeah. But that's it it's it's awesome. It's fascinating. Um a friend of mine, he's a composer and he tells me, he said, Dave, you get to a point where you understand frequencies and you know at what point you want people's hands in the audience to to you know to start perspiring and you're you're you feel anxiety. And there's certain combination of notes and frequencies that do that to to humans. So I, I totally get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's an amazing, fantastic, untouched, I think, world of of sound. Absolutely, it's like a it's a it's kind of being a musician or being someone with that much knowledge of music and and what it does is is about as close as you can come to really being like a magician, like, or, or, um, um, like, I'm not talking like, not like telekinesis, but you know, like you can control, like there's, there's like a front man gets up there on stage and gets up on the ego riser and, you know, put your hands in the fucking air, like, you know, circle pit, blah, blah, blah. And you're controlling this arena of people, but to really control people, with the sounds you're making, not just from your voice, but like the sounds you're making uh, sonically with, with the instrumentation 
and knowing where to go to do these certain things is such a crazy superpower. Uh, there's really nothing like it. I don't think like it's something you can no, just there create. Isn't. Yeah. It, and, and I believe composers, uh, movie composers have that capability. Mm. Um, and you know, I mean, you're watching a movie and, you know, for some reason, uh, there's a sad part in the movie. Yes, the dialogue is sad, maybe some of the imagery, but why is it pulling so hard at your heartstrings? Uh -huh. Why is it Why is it that you feel? Well, a company, uh, you know, mute the sound and see if it affects you that way. And, you know, it. if you mute it, it, it won't. It's it, the melody, whatever, the harmony between the notes, you know, it pulls at your emotions and how does it do that it, well it's the power of music you know it could also if it could do that i'm sure it could also heal and it has it could also calm uh give you a calm sense of of you know a state of mind you know uh so yeah it's it's not impossible because if you could do one i'm sure you can do the other you know exactly so. Exactly. Yeah, if you could create intensity, like, for example, like in a horror movie, there's somebody just walking around in a house, just like looking around lost. You know, if you mute the sound, it doesn't have the same impact. It's those those high frequencies, those pitches that that give you the chills or combination of notes or whatever. It's uh, it's awesome. Awesome. And I hope to have achieved some of that on this drum record uh because i did want it to invoke imagery i did want it to uh make you feel at times uneasy mm -hmm. um I, I, I did want it want it to make you move you know bob your head oh wow this is pretty cool and then shift to something else what the fuck is that <laughs> you know and then create this kind of movement in 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 one's imaginative mind um and um yeah so hopefully i did create something like that and and uh it gets the you know the proper you know response i guess i don't know i really think it will i, I dave i really i really do man because it did exactly that like you know there's these YouTube videos of people like the headbang challenge where you, they play these like big headbangy parts of songs and you have to try not to let your head naturally start bobbing to it. They're kind of funny yeah. to watch, but uh -huh. <laughs> what you've done here with this record and the cool, the coolest part about it is there's just not a lot of this kind of stuff out there in this, the, 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 the realm of music where a lot of fans of, of bands, that you're in myself included would listen to, right? There's not a lot of people that go to the world music section or um, uh, like there's this, there's this world music festival with a lot of percussion stuff. It's called like the, um, the desert music festival. I think it's in, in um, Timbuktu or somewhere like that, where you have to travel to get there through several different things anyway. Um, but what you did here is took things back to like the, the primal tribal, um era like that mm. that natural like before there were like real like like and I'm, I hate, I'm not saying real instruments but before 
back when things were just like beating on beating on logs and and rocks and 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 dancing and creating rhythms you took it back to that and then added a bunch of color to it which is super uh intense and i and i think it it's going to pull that out of a lot of people um that kind of back not back to basics but back to the, yeah, the original wanted, uh yeah i wanted because you know here we are in 2023 and and drums in the mainstream have become so processed mm -hmm. so unnatural uh synthetic uh drummers in metal are using triggers instead of understanding their own drum and learning how to tune it mm -hmm. to their ear to what they feel sounds good um so they're they're relying on cgi for drums you know um uh, or cgs computer you know generated sound <laughs> um but you know what i mean and or or auto-tune for voices mm -hmm. you know i hear that so much and uh uh you just don't have the natural drum sounds anymore so i really wanted to keep it as natural as possible um you know i i tried to color the sounds a little more um add reverb distort them you know um delays and effects certain you know i really experimented and really tried to give a little bit of modern edge to add to the coloring but still keeping the real drums uh intact uh and and their um their their attributes their their characteristic their uh, you know their, i wanted to keep their characteristics intact but yet you know try to try to fuck with them a little bit um you know just get creative and have fun with them and that's that was i think uh the uh actual like the the my mantra for creating and i think it's in the in the uh in the press release you know drums had to be drums they didn't they weren't supposed to be anything else but what they actually were meant to sound and do you know with the, again with the added art artistry of you know using you know certain processors reverbs delays um and, and things like that yeah yeah do we, pre preserving the preserving the natural uh elements of the instrument because you selected that instrument for a reason you didn't select it as a trigger you didn't select it as a uh okay I'm, or like a midi controller like you you you're not going to hit it at a certain velocity and 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 rate to then um add a sample over it like you you're letting it letting it do its job like you're you're yeah. speaking through it um right you know right. it's a bunch of microphones basically like you're 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 putting your energy through it and uh with drums especially like i think there's just such a like i said earlier like just a tribal uh you know as with all the shit we've gone through in the last few years of people realizing like their close circle of friends and who matters their family like bringing it back to the small uh tribes of people yeah. i think this mm -hmm. is a perfect time to release something like this because it's going to piggyback on that 
that already natural um feeling of 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 pulling those those core people close to you um you know sitting around the fire sitting around the dinner table whatever it is and bring them together with this i think and i'm not to get too cheesy with it but no i really feel it's like perfect time you know and and it was what drums originally did in in the past or or still now in in some cultures you know once you bring the drums in everybody hangs out and just you know listens and or chants or raps over it Mm -hmm. uh because in 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 the caribbean in, in cuba uh there's a style of music uh, I believe it's called Guaguanco, and that is the the drummers are playing, and the vocalist does you know sings like or or chants this rap or or, or whatever is going on in his life, you know. Oh, so and so fell asleep, you know. Uh, you know, my neighbor fell asleep with the light on. And she kept me up all night or something, you know, uh, and then the rhythm goes on. Uh, you know, I, I threw a shoe through her window to knock down the lamp. The rhythm continues. And now I'm making all this stuff up, you know. Sure. Uh, and so in, in some cultures, uh, people do hang out and they start jamming and they start singing or or rapping over the rhythms. And uh, so it's a very cultural thing. And it also brings people together, like you said. And, uh, you know, hopefully this uh, this can do something like that or at least bring uh, some open mindedness to. To musicians that you don't have to stay within one genre or a certain style, you could venture out. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, that's something I learned, you know, when I first met Patton, Mm -hmm. he was fearless. He, he was creating something when we first, when I first joined Phantomus, something new, something that had elements of hardcore music, but also it, it wasn't just that it was a whole array of, of genres pulled together in with one band. Um, so it's 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 good to be daring and challenge the listener and do this for yourself uh i think one of the biggest pleasures i've had from doing this was i didn't do it for anybody else but me um it's it may sound you know a little uh self-centered or you know stingy or not stingy but you know uh yeah, self-centered, I guess, you know, Hey, I, I didn't do it for you, for the fans. I did it for myself, but it, you know, it was a combination of this is my passion project. I've always wanted to do something like this. And now I put it out to the world to, to listen to. And, you know, hopefully, you know, one drummer, at least one, if he takes that advice and applies it to his, you know, his philosophy is music philosophy and, and he, uh, prevails and creates something totally different than what he's known for. I've succeeded. Or if I've opened someone's mind to listening to other styles of music and that helps them in, um, 
in in improving their playing or adds something different uh, to their playing or a different thought process or approach to music, I've succeeded. Um, so it's the little things that matter when you when you do these kinds of bodies of work. You've succeeded absolutely because, like I said earlier, you've given me something that I can share with my son and we can connect together on something where the whole thing can be played. The whole thing can be enjoyed where I, I don't have to skip around to things or turn things like it can all be digested. Um, and that's super special because there's not a lot of music out there we can do that with, with him. Um, so, I mean, on a personal level, thank you for that because, you know, you're one of the most influential drummers of my lifetime and being able to share what you're doing now with him uh, is has been a really cool thing and, and exposing awesome. him to that kind of stuff. So yeah. thank you from from me personally for that. Um, yeah, it's a huge, huge gift. Um, but going going back to, you know, doing it for yourself, I kind of kind of in my head picture art in general as like when the when you're on an airplane and, it you know, uh, the oxygen mask comes down, you put it on yourself uh -huh. first so you can then help the other people. Because uh -huh. I feel like artists, you know, have to get that out, have to have to quench that thing in them first before it can really uh, they can function or they can they can. Um, it's a, a weird analogy. I guess it just came to my head. But no, before I, they can yeah. help other people, they have to take care of themselves first and get that out. And that mm -hmm. in turn, you know, breathes the life into everyone else. And, yeah. And sometimes it's difficult to take care of yourself first because you want to help other people. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you'll 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 fail in putting on the mask first. <laughs> but you do. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to faint in the middle yeah. of putting someone else's mask on. You got to so, get that shit on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where like so in talking about this, like this experience, like I have a couple couple things in my mind that that hit, I mean was what's going on guys this is dewey from peer pleasure and i want to tell you about our newest sponsor DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms they are an amazing company i've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks and they're going to be with us for a while and i really really appreciate that i love working with great companies and DistroKid is one of them uh they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called splits now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP. 
slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Any or some of this record made during the quarantine and when things were really looking dire for music coming back or was it after? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was in, in, we were in the thick of it. Okay. Uh, Cause I had already had planned, I had already planned to work on this, this music before pandemic hit. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Uh, 
but it wasn't <laughs> until um because I had just moved into this house when like right before it was like 2019 mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, I'm going to move into this house and I'm going to set this up. I had plenty of rooms to set up the, my drums, my, my studio gear. And, um, I thought to myself, you know, okay, this is for as long, you know, as long as I'm in this house, I'm going to try to utilize it as much as I can and have it be a part of uh the sound because what's interesting and we, we were talking about sound every house or every room or studio has a different sound and characteristic mm -hmm. and um the house has a certain sound it has a feel to it when i listen to the drums i hear the ambience in in the house so I didn't, you know, record it and then uh, totally, you know, deaden the sound or or I didn't set up the drums in an ambient room and then deaden the sound. No, I I utilize, you know, the ambience uh, of the record. Um, and so I during the whole as soon as pandemic hit, I. I really buckled down. I said, okay, good. I'm going to get this drum record done. And it was so helpful. You know, pandemic had a silver lining, at least, you know, for me, although mm -hmm. it was very painful, uh, not only, you know, watching how the world was reacting to something so serious, you know, but also, you know, seeing, you know, my mom, you know, go through it and she was, in a very vulnerable state. She wasn't healthy. She was in her late eighties and living with my niece that didn't believe what was going on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then my mom, she ended up getting COVID. She didn't pass away. Thank goodness. But a year later she did because of complicated, I'm sure it was complications yeah. because of that. And so, although it was very painful, uh, it was also, you know, very, um, uh, helpful in, in having a lot of musicians realize how important and how unimportant our, our jobs are mm -hmm. in a situation like that. It's like, no, we're not playing for two years. We can't be on stage for a year and a half, two years. I know it was like a year and a half or a year and three quarters where, you know, then you started seeing tours happen, but they were canceling because people were getting sick. Mm -hmm. uh, then things started looking up, but I didn't go on tour uh, from the end of 2000. No, no, no. Uh, the beginning of 2020 with Mr. Bungle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go back out on tour until 22, early 22 with Testament. Wow. You know, so that was two years. And to take something so important to a musician taken away from them, especially, I mean, for me, I was, uh, I've been touring consistent. I've been playing drums all my life, mm -hmm. but I've been touring consistently since I was 18 years old and I'm 58. So for 40 years mm -hmm. and for that to happen and, and for my livelihood to be taken away, uh, nothing compares. I could get on the treadmill I could, you know, 
you know, lift weights, you know, whatever it is to try to get myself to that level of, uh, of energy, uh, the demand of energy that I, that I emit on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it doesn't, uh, there's nothing out there that, that could, you know, replicate that feeling, the adrenaline that, that kicks in an hour and a half, two hours before the show, mm-hmm. uh, the anxiety, when you're playing, it's you're you're sweating profusely. You're just you're drenched. I peel my pants off, my wet clothes, because I'm so wet. And so it's just, um, you know, it, it was hard, but man, it was absolute pleasure working on on this record and various other projects that um, I had created during that time. The Satanic Planet. It was something I yeah I was approached with. with and, yeah. Oh, and that really that weird man. and bizarre. And that's when I really honed in my production skills. And they said, Dave, uh, we'll give you shares uh, on the publishing as songwriter and we'll put you as co-producer. I said, I'm there. I love it. I love doing this. Yes. And um, and then I did uh, what else? Uh, uh, I worked with Annihilator. I re-recorded their Metal 2 album, Empire State Bastard. I recorded all the new music to that. Uh, I recorded Colors for uh, Ice-T and Body Count. Yes. Uh, I did uh, Thunder Force uh, with Phil Eisler and uh, and uh, some real famous actors. I can't think of them right now. Um, it was a great movie. And Scott Ian, we all worked together on that, mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was hard, but it was also very productive. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I'm first off, I'm sorry about your mother. Um, I lost my dad in 2019. It's a life changing event. Um, it is. Uh, it, it is. It changes you so much. Oh, um, dude, you can't even imagine. <laughs> you, you know, you can too. You think, yeah, stupidly, like, uh, egotistically, like, yeah, you know, I, you know, you, in your mind, you start preparing yourself for that when your parents get older and, my God, it is, it's, you can't, you can't prepare. You can't imagine, yeah. um, yeah. the loss. Um, uh, I, yeah. and so my heart goes out to you for that, but uh, do you, uh, do you have brothers or sisters? I do. Yeah. I have, uh-huh. uh, I have a brother and, uh, I have two half sisters. Well, I had two half sisters and a half brother. Um, two of them have passed, but, um, yeah, my, my, my brother is four years younger than me and, um, yeah man we were we well, my were older brother oh. he told me after my mom passed he said dave we're the only two left yeah and that hit me i was like fuck you're, or- <laughs> you you're <know>? orphans <laughs> you know and it's like oh yeah well yeah, yeah let's not talk about that <laughs> that's yeah. what i told him yeah let's not talk about that oh. uh, but you started yeah. this project beforehand so during the creation of this record, you suffered one of the greatest losses of your life. Uh, yes. Did did things change drastically after that on your focus on the project, on the direction, or was it full steam ahead, complete this thing with the initial um, course? Uh, full steam ahead. Full steam initial ahead. course. It did not derail uh, anything. Of course, you know. You know, within 
because you're you're in the luxury of your home mm-hmm. you know you could you could work and then sometimes you know, I'll go two days three days you know I, I can't do anything today I'm exhausted or I'm not motivated or uh, I have a you know um, I'm having a writer's writing block mm-hmm. um, but for the most part you know it stayed on course there was nothing. And uh, nothing, uh, the passing of my mom and even my older brother, my mom was in the hospital and my older brother had died, man. (laughs) It's like, fuck, you know, poor mom. And then, you know, and then a year later, my mom passed. But uh, that was tragic. I had to break the news to my mom, you know, that and with all of that tragedy, um. You know, I stayed the course and it didn't influence or um, or in any way change anything about this record. It was it was on, you know, you said you lost your brother, too. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ, Dave. (laughs) Yeah. Well, a year before, uh, like in 2000, uh, February 2000. Oh, my God. God, I can't. I can't. Okay, 2020. No. February 2020, my mom was in the hospital. Uh-huh. She wasn't doing well. This is before pandemic hit. Yeah. Or maybe she had a form of it. I don't know. She had respiratory problems. Mm-hmm. She smoked a lot when she was younger. And um, and uh, my brother, we were all going to go visit my mom in the hospital, my wife and I. And uh, my nephew called me up. He said, Dave, pull over. So I said, what's going on? I thought something happened to my mom. And he said, Manny died. I said, what? He said, yeah, I just saw him. I went by the house, picked up some of my you know, my mom's stuff uh-huh. and was going to take it to my mom and saw my brother. He didn't look good. And uh, next thing you know, we get a phone call. He got a phone call saying that uh, my brother passed away and he passed the news to me. So when I got to the... Uh, uh, you know, I'm laughing now, but it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, I get to the, to the hospital and, uh, you know, my mom luckily was okay. You know, there was a lot of family there with her and, and, um, we asked the doctor, how do we break the news to her? He goes, okay, just, uh, just go ahead. We'll be here on standby. Hopefully she won't, you know, uh, have a heart attack or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I had to break the news to her and, and uh, she couldn't believe it. It was insane. And then uh, a year later, no, that was uh, 2020, uh, 2021. Yeah. Then a year later, a uh, couple months shy of a year later, she passed away. I am so sorry yeah. to hear that. And I, oh, man, the, the absurdity of the timing and the... I mean, you say you're laughing like it's it's just because it's so absurd. Like the the, it mean, is. the timeline of that is is outrageous. Yeah, you know, like not like you can really expect a good time for anything like that to happen. Um, no, a, a parent a, shouldn't. Uh, a parent shouldn't experience the loss of a of a child. Yes, you know, um, you know, it's it's always it's like parent goes first. And then the child, but yeah. you lose your child. That's it's fucking horrible. Yeah. You know, no matter at what age and, you know, they were really close. He would come over, visit her, you know, practically daily. And, um, and 
and yeah, and that happened. So, well, yeah. hardening of the arteries. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's what he passed away from hardening of uh, the arteries. Yeah, just like Slayer's song. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. My God, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, all good. This stuff, this stuff <laughs> hits so hard, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, it's, it's life, dude. Life. It you is. Know? Yeah. But you are, I mean, you're, uh, you're surrounded with such great people. JP is one of my favorite human beings. He's been on the show a couple of times and, and uh, we keep in good touch and, and I love him dearly. And, and so do um, I. It, he's just a, he's a, he's a, he can rally people together and connect people and, and, and get the right group of people in the room that need to be there it's such a cool talent he has um and so shout out to jp he'll probably listen to this one but um uh i think the last time i saw him and oh man it was mexico city 2018 heaven and hell fest dead cross dead cross yeah yeah yeah. um and we we had i think we had a peachy uh, a picture of Gigi allen up behind us on stage yeah and there was a super huge rainstorm that like fucked up all the pedals jp was in his room like trying to fix his pedal board all night and uh, yeah i was traveling with refused and i got my passport got lost and i missed the whole first fucking day um but we were all at the same hotel and uh that the hotel at the weird fountain in the front i forget what it's called but everyone was staying there except ozzy and uh yeah <laughs> it was just a crazy a crazy time but i i i love jp and and what a what a good person yeah, but um same. It just absolutely absolutely awesome but um yeah i just i i love that and and that dead cross record by the way is all fucking phenomenal as well like speaking of things you've done in in the recent recent history uh uh-huh. incredible incredible and and this thank the, you the subject matter on there too is also uh what was going <laughs> on what was going on uh within the band and, and health and all that stuff there's so oh, much God, yeah. awfulness for such an incredibly just aggressive record to come out of it you can just feel it sweating out you can you can feel that record and uh there there's certain guitar parts that to me i hear i hear michael crane's pain from going through chemotherapy yeah and the uncertainty of of his cancer and um you know his cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. i that that album just it does it does it does resonate a, a lot of uh anger and pain and uh, it's it's just uh, I, I love it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. All those Dead Cross records are amazing, man. I'm so, so proud of that band. So <laughs> proud to have been so lucky to have been introduced to those two guys. Yeah. And what a um, what a what a strange moment it was when when we all met, you know. And uh, I didn't know when Ross Robinson called me over. I told them, hey, you know, this band I had canceled, you know, the studio time. I apologize. I know it took you away from other projects. He said, Dave, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Dave. I, I said, Ross, but, you know, you have your, your time is precious. If there's anything I can do, uh, you know, let me know. And he said, OK, why don't you come by tomorrow? I got this session I want you to play drums on. And I show up at a studio and next thing you know, there's JP, Mike Crane, 
and the female artist, I forget her name. And, um, and I, I was like, wow, these are the guys from the locust and retox. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I said, Let's get a fucking band together, man. <laughs> and, uh, a hardcore band. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, you know, you know, history tells the story. It's like from when we had Gabe Serbian rest uh-huh. in peace. Yeah. And then, uh, he couldn't continue because of, you know, he had some issues at home and, yep. uh, and, uh, uh, and so I called the patent and, you know, he became our vocalist. Uh, so interesting turn of events, man. It's just, <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't, uh, you don't know whether somebody says yes or no. And that was my experience with Patton and empire state bastard in 2020 did the same thing. They had a little drum machine. They programmed all the drums on and called the drum machine, Dave Lombardo when they were writing the songs and they, they took a, they took a chance and they sent me an email and hit me up and I heard the music and I was blown away. I said, I'll do it. And they were like, what? (laughs) They couldn't believe it. You know, and Dave Lombardo's going to do it. You know, and I was really, uh, I was really enthusiastic and happy to, to have, and to still be a part of that, you know, that band. It's, uh, it's going to be great when we hit the bigger stages. Yeah, dude, I, I'm so stoked for all this, man. I, I, I have to, and I'll, I'll put you on the spot for a second. You can absolutely say no to this, but through this podcast and i've said it to jp i've said it to jeremy bohm from touche amore or or any of the corn guys like ross robinson is one of the greatest human beings on earth and one of the most talented producers like just a just an, a spiritual human being i was introduced to him uh through jp and cody vadalato and i had him on the show and it was one of the most like life altering experiences I've had. He he's a wonderful person. And, but I always ask people that are close to Ross for a good Ross Robinson story. And I don't know if one pops to your head. If it doesn't, we don't have to go there. But uh, if there is, I would love to hear a good Ross Robinson story from Dave Lombardo. Uh, well, you know, to comment on what you said, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. He is the kindest, gentle, sweet human beings that you could ever be around. No stress, just absolute zen is mm-hmm. is what I, what I feel when when I'm around him, and um, the spontaneity of that of uh, of his production skills and and how he works and and he creates uh, is, is very impressive. It's not calculated. Uh, he does have a certain style and way, uh, and his approach, but is always open to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, a story, a particular story experiences. Yeah. Like you know, JP was yeah. talking about how he, he basically walked in and calmed Gabe Serbian by just like, th- just using these incredibly deep, uh, words to like, and, and just like, and telling him just like explaining, he's like playing the most ridiculous drum part that most drummers couldn't play and like putting things in perspective or, or taking uh Cody out to the beach and sitting and listening to the ocean and trying to like, just like the, the, the interesting ways he has to, to get at people um yeah. or, or with lyrics, like, you know, 
pushing people to the brink. Um, what does this mean? Why are you doing this? Like what, what's your intention? Mm -hmm. Things like mm -hmm. that with Ross. I really like to showcase that because uh, I think people have a certain view of him from the magazines, which is the complete opposite uh, of who he actually is. And he always has something interesting he's done to uh, either explain something or get through a difficult part or bring yeah. out the best. And that's why I bring it up. Um, yeah, his uh, his motivational speeches. Yeah, I'm sure he's never uh, thrown to, an to, ashtray at your head. And, you know, like people talk about in the magazines, but like yeah, the no. real Ross. But he takes my notes away. He does? Yeah. So let's say we're creating, <laughs> we've written a song, yeah. you know, and I'm like, okay, so you want this section here, this here? Yeah, 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 let's do that. So I'll make little notes to, it's like a little roadmap to help me through the song. And, um, and I have it sitting next to me and I'm playing. He says, uh, he stops the tape player, the recorder says, you're, you're looking at your notes. I said, yeah, Ross, I need to put them away, put them away. Don't look at them. I can tell. So I don't put them away and I just leave them out you know, hidden somewhere where I could just peek over. He'll stop it again. You're looking at your notes. I said, how do you know? Because I could tell, <laughs> you know, so uh, he always, always does that to me. He, he allows me to record without a click track. He doesn't want a click track. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Um, we would always, uh, we would, we would always like stop whenever sunset happens. Cause he lived by the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Or still lives like right on the beach. So we would step out of studio, no matter where we were in the song and step out and go outside, watch the sunset. And it was like natural uh it's like a natural sedative a natural brain cleanse to to sit there and 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 look at the ocean and uh listen to the water the waves and uh and and watch the sunset um it's it's natural oh that somebody says uh a psych psych um there's this medicine lithium mm-hmm for, for, for people that have depression and, and whatnot yeah. and bipolar, he says, that's natural lithium right there. And it, it's true. It's true. And I still look at sunsets and, you know, the exact same way, this is healing. This feels good. You know, another day, uh, and you know, let's, let's power through the set and get this done, you know, get, yeah. get the recordings done. Uh, but his, uh, his love and passion for music and, um, is, is unreal. Um, you know, he's just a amazing guy yeah. in, all around and I'd work with him again and, um, you know, always, always, always welcome his expertise in any project. And I recommend him to, to anybody, uh, that, that ask, you know, producer, yeah, who do you recommend? You know, yeah, I recommend Ross, man. He really pulls it out of you, dude. And I've sure seen him does. do that. Yeah, I love that. But Takes your notes those, away. <laughs> those conversations, those those uh, motivational conversations. 
they they don't work with me. I look at them with with one eyebrow up. It's like, what, what the fuck are you telling me? What are you, what are you trying to say? You know, I, I'm you know, you're trying to rile me up. I'm already pissed, man. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I mean, I look like it. I'm angry. I'm deeply disturbed, dude. You don't need to rattle me to try to get me to hit harder. You know, I'm already there. And uh, so he doesn't bother with those uh with those motivational speeches, you know, with me, he knows it's like, Dave, he, he's got this, yeah. you know, just do it. Just you be you. And, uh, yeah. So Ross, he's great. I love that, man. I love that. I, I, uh, and sorry to put you on the spot. I just, when that comes up, when Ross comes up, I just start smiling ear to ear for whatever reason. It's just a fantastic, fantastic person. And, and, uh, just a true, true guru. Um, the, the sunset thing is interesting. I, I, I appreciate that a lot because that's something everyone can experience rich or poor, uh, happy, sad. You can look at a sunset. I mean, that that's free. That's a free, beautiful thing, like a gift every day. And the fact that he stops things for that is totally Ross. Just, mm-hmm. just so Ross. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Go down the street, grab a little veggie wrap or whatever, you know, yeah. a vegetarian snack. And, you know, that's another thing. You know, he's vegetarian. He's uh-huh. like one of the OG vegetarian guys. He's been vegetarian his entire practically his entire life. And, you know, you you tend to be a little more health conscious, uh, you know, around him. And yeah. that's that's awesome you know he's not someone that'll sit and order fast food or or pizzas in the studio it's like no why why are you gonna why are you going to do that to yourself you know yeah and uh so yeah he's inspiring he's a great human being and i wish him always the best absolutely absolutely man well i i Man, I want to be respectful of your time here dave we got a few a few minutes left but um there's two action i don't i don't I don't, I don't do notes. I don't like, like Ross, I don't do notes. I don't do uh like question questions on this show. Cause we just kind of go wherever, like we've done. Um, and that started after the last time you were on before I had very meticulous notes and I never used them. Um, uh-huh. but I have two questions I would love to just ask you. And, uh, if you don't mind to, to wrap yeah, this we got up, time. um, the first one is how does, you know, and you see you're 58 now, right? You said, um, yes. How does it make you feel? And I'm just curious because talking about Ross and, you know, people call him, you know, the godfather of new metal or whatever, all these things that, you know, yes, he had a part in, but maybe don't um, necessarily encapsulate who he is. When people refer to you as the godfather of double bass, how does that make you feel? And what, like, what are your thoughts on that of being like a legacy that you have that's attached to you through the press? Uh, Well, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a positive title like that. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind my history and where it all came from and how it all started. Mm -hmm. You know, Slayer put me on the map. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is what, you know, catapulted me to where I'm at today. Um, and I'm still going. So those, uh, those titles, uh, they're not titles that I've, you know, implemented on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are other people have said this. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't come from a, an egotistical side of me or anything like that. So, you know, I, I embrace it. 
Um, but I always feel that there are other drummers that are, that are killer and, and do some amazing shit. Uh, so I appreciate, you know, the title and everything else, you know, uh, and I'm humbled by it. No way am I going to ever, you know, think I am the be all end all of, of, you know, double bass and drumming. And cause there's so many other guys out there that are great. I just came up at a time and I was part of something that was significant in a lot of people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that music touched a lot of people and the drumming caught them off guard. It's like, what the fuck is this? This double bass section in Angel of Death. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought that? You know? Yeah. And so, and th and that that is that's just uh, I think a part of being, you know, a musician, and and you have to take these, uh, you know, um, you know, these opinions or or these these things people say about you, and but you don't take it literal. You know, it's like, I'm grateful. Thank you very much here. I'm off to, to do something else, you know, <laughs> um, you know, thanks a lot for that. But I, I got, I got work to do here. A lot of it's distracting a lot of, uh, media and, and compliments. And, uh, I don't find it productive. You know, I like to just, I'm grateful for it, but just I'm, I'm focused on, what I want to do next rather than wallowing in, in the compliments of today. You know, I, I have read, you know, many things people have said and, you know, even regarding this record, you know, how grateful they are and it, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings. You're like, Oh, you know, thank you. Oh my God. You know what, what people say and how they word it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. sometimes really gets you. And, uh, all, all I could, all I could do is just, uh, be thankful that, you know, that people feel like that about certain things that I do and have done. So, yeah, dude, I, yeah. it's incredible to, to have that kind of a legacy, but have so much going on, uh, pushing the envelope going forward is, is, is the ultimate goal. I mean, that I'm just curious, it like, is. you know, having that put on you by other people, how that, you know, and, and that's, uh, I mean, that's uh, um, just an incredible, incredible thing to have put on as well. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't really, you know, an advice, some advice to, to other musicians in the future that will take on, you know, more than likely some of these uh, titles and, and, you know, will have very successful records. It's, you don't, um, you know, treat treat that success with the innocence you know you treated your first album you know you were naive and just didn't care about anything and you should continue and proceed with life and your creativity and your creative goals you know the exact same way not worried about oh i gotta top that record i did oh this is the heaviest record i've ever done uh, you know i'm guilty of saying things like that but it's like you know what it just let it do you know what it what it's supposed to do and just move on to the next and uh once once it leaves my hard drive and i send it to 
to a mastering engineer or the band I'm with, you know, we send it to a mastering engineer. There's nothing you can do. You just let it go and, and move on to the next project. Dude, that's a beautiful, a beautiful sentiment. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And once it's out there in the world, it's, it's the world's now. Like it's, it's, it's not yeah. yours anymore. It's beautiful. It's not, no, uh-huh. It's not. Man. Well, I, the, the, the one other thing I wanted to ask you, and, uh, being a drummer, one of my favorite drumming moments in history is, is when the levee breaks, the intro to when the levee breaks from Led Zeppelin, the sound of the drums, the power, that intro is such an incredible, and I, I believe they did it in like a stairwell of this big house and had like a mobile studio and a truck that was mic'd up to record uh-huh. this part. Um, where is the, like the, like the most memorable place you either played or recorded drums. This may be another huge on the spot thing. Wow. I have <laughs> After to so go many through, years, but like I have to go through all the studios. Um or even out in the wild, out in nature, out in, you know, in in different environments like um, you know, it's such a a a primal instrument that it can go anywhere but um any any place i've recorded um, recorded or just played drums like where you know uh, in a live setting even like it's it it could be anywhere but just like your top spot that you were that sticks out in your mind playing drums well that's a difficult one because a lot of you know my performance and play anytime i've played drums uh, you know, has either been in a studio or a stage mm-hmm. or in the comfort of my home. Um, let me switch it. Let me uh, switch it up for you real quick then. Okay. This is kind of a huge on the spot question. I'm sorry about that. Cause your career is no, so okay. massive, but when you, so there's a, there's a, uh, Tom waits when he goes to find somewhere to record, I've read that he walks in, it's like a barn or somewhere. He walks in and like claps once or twice and says, yep, this is the spot. When you and so when someone you know rents or buys a house, like you were talking about moving into this house, um, a lot of times they say, Hey, show up at different hours of the day and just kind of sit outside, sit close to the house, and just listen to the neighborhood. Listen to the sound. Is there someone that blares music every night at 2 a.m.? Is there someone's car alarm that goes off all the time? How does a person such as yourself, a drummer, that's going to be recording in a house, know when they found the right place? Do you take a drum set in there? and play do you is there something you do that you can then because you talked earlier about the feel of the house and the sound and not not deadening that is there something you would utilize when you were searching for a home that you're going to record in that you did in each house uh well the high ceiling Mm -hmm. and the cavernous living room dining room area is, is very important and when i walked into the house it's like you know what, this, this, this is it. Just knew. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have to clap, you know, just by the voices. And and Mm -hmm. when you walked in, what you heard, I knew that this was going to be, uh, um, the, the right place to, to, to record and set everything up. Um, you know, clapping. Yeah. You might get a little reverb sound. Okay. Yeah. But you could walk into somewhere. You you could walk into a building and know, okay, this is going to work. Yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't, uh, you know, th- there. It doesn't have to be massive, 
uh, but it needs to, you know, be a good size to where uh, you do hear like reflections, you know, not an actual echo, you know, mm-hmm. but you hear like this, this plate uh, sound or just a, a very short reflection. And um, that, that, that to me was, was very important um you know as well as the the dead room i the living drums and the dead drums that's how i viewed uh the drum sets i had set up in the room in in the house the living drums obviously were was in the living room dining room area Uh where it was very ambient and the dead drums were in the more uh in the room i had uh put up all kinds of deadening, you know, um, the tarp, not tarp, but like, uh, um, you blankets know, moving blankets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving blankets all along the walls. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I would do it all over again that same way. Yeah. Um, I would, if one day, uh, I'll tell my wife, let's, let's rent a house, uh, an Airbnb for six months take two drum sets, take all my recording gear, all my percussion, everything and go to town Yeah, and just sit there and just, you know, I'll sleep in the living room and, 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 uh, <laughs> you know, with all the drums and anytime I feel inspired, get up and play. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I love recording different studios. Studios are interesting because they're all, is sonically uh designed to you know to be somewhat dead mm-hmm. and having a live room and not having uh that element or or that design um particularly a, a house that i think you, you come up with challenges like dealing with certain reflections or certain frequencies that you don't like, or they're not good for the actual recording or whatever. Uh, but that's what it's all about. You, you have the challenge of removing those frequencies and making sure that it sounds correct. Yeah. And harmonious with all of the other instruments. So that's another thing that pandemic really helped and was, um, I, I did a lot of research. Uh, I taught myself how to use a lot of uh, processors and, you know, preamps and software, uh, recording software, you know, because I had time. And I, I'm a big fan of engineering. And um, I think not only did Pandemic help me put together this album, but also, also taught me um a uh, a trade you know it's it's engineering music engineering yeah. and it's uh it's phenomenal um uh, and and loved every minute that i sat in front of that computer and was dumbfounded by what the fuck does this do mm-hmm. or how do i utilize this <laughs> and, and that curiosity <laughs> Uh, was sparked and and next thing you know i'm in the worm going down this wormhole of compressors and and microphones and preamps and you know delays and plates and reverbs and etc etc and so you know i it was it was so good uh for me 
to, you know, experience the, this process, you know, on this record. That all you've said uh, through this whole conversation all ties into the title of this record, rights of percussion, the rights of, of uh, passage that you've gone through making this record, what you've learned from it. It's a perfect title uh, and play on that on, on like the rights of passage, like the things you've overcome, developed, uh, discovered through this whole process sums it right there. It does. I love that. I love that. That's perfect. Uh, man, Dave, thank you so much for having this conversation with me, man. I, and spending the time, uh, I know it's, it's, uh, these kind of things can be stressful and, and, uh, the, the whole press cycle thing can be nuts and the same question over and over again. And, and hopefully, uh, I, I think we've touched on some fairly interesting things in this one. And, and, um, uh, I, I, like I said earlier, giving me something I can share with my son on a, on a deeper level, I'm eternally grateful for that for you uh from you and um but also the so many years of incredible music from my my early teen years on to now i'm 40 almost 41 uh like you your your bands have been in my life for so many years uh and your influence (laughs) it's awesome man and i can't thank you enough for that and the sacrifice and the hours of practicing and work you've put in to put that stuff out to then you know radiate onto into my world um, yeah i can't i can't thank you enough for that and it's a pleasure um well get to pick you're, your brain. you're very you're very welcome dewey i really appreciate appreciate your kind words and you know there's more to come you know wait. right now i'm working on things that probably won't see the light of day until you know, maybe nine months from now, six months from now. And, uh, you know, while I'm in the middle of a tour and then people say, how, how does he have time to do any, what does this guy do? Well, people don't understand that when I have time off, Uh I'm working, you know, when I'm on tour, yeah, I'm on tour. But then when I'm home, I do a little more work. Mm -hmm. There's 365 days in a year. I don't spend 365 (laughs) days on stage. And there's 24 hours a day in in a day. And I only sleep eight, eight to nine hours if I do. And so that leaves me a whole other, you know, run of hours, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just sit in front of the TV, you know, the entire, no, I'm going to be in my studio. I'm going to be working. So, so to all those people, more to come and awesome. you too. Let's touch, <laughs> let's touch base in a year. We'll touch base with you in a year and see what's going on and do a yeah. part three, my friend. I, and I shout out to Monica <laughs> for this and trusting me with her clients, uh, to do a good job because, uh, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. And, and, uh, man, yes. thank you. Thank you so much you're for welcome. the time, my friend. And uh, you, you're very welcome. We'll Take talk care. Soon. All the best to your boy and your family. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dave. Have a good evening, my friend. You too. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Dave Lombardo. Number two, part two chat with one of the greats. Man, I I am just beyond blessed to have this show and be able to talk to these people uh, that I've had on my wall, on my notebooks, in my in my brain for for as far as i can remember people that have been so influential on music on art on development 
I mean, it's such a, a cool position to be in, and I am very, very grateful, and I do not take that for granted, um, being able to bring you guys these episodes and, and talk to these people. It's it's really a blessing, and, and I really, really enjoy it. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't do it. So getting to, getting to be able to talk to Dave Lombardo, um, you know, someone I've been listening to since I was 13, like, it, it's just incredible to me. Um, and for him to be so overwhelmingly nice and, and gracious with his time, and, uh, you know, he could be doing anything else, honestly. He could be doing anything else than talking to me to go on this show. But he took the time out to do so twice, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate you guys coming back week after week. It's awesome. The numbers keep growing. The show keeps getting bigger, and we just keep pushing this this rock up the hill, man. Uh, it's important. It's important to me. Uh, I know it's important to a lot of you, and that also is staggering to me, that it's important to anybody other than myself. Um or that, that you guys get enjoyment out of this. I really love hearing about that um, because it, when things get hard, it makes it easy to continue and press on with this thing, that it is important, that it does mean something to somebody. Um, that's the, the, the biggest gift I could get from this show is, is knowing that it's helped somebody else out, um, or in this case, many of you out, um, and getting you through your day, getting you through your flight, getting you through your night shift, whatever it is you're doing, mowing the lawn, screen printing shirts, what, I mean, whatever you're doing. You, you, most people listen to these while they're doing something else anyways so um, it's just entertainment but it's important and uh, it's important to preserve this kind of conversation and the realness of things the realness of life the realness of humanity um, or just talking about music you know all that stuff is important so thanks for spending the time with me thanks again to Dave for coming on for a second time go check out Rights of Percussion the two singles that are out now on Spotify as well as the May 5th release date be sure to save that on the calendar because this record's phenomenal guys and i'm not i am not uh churching it up it is it is really really good um so i'm gonna get out of here i got a lot to do but guys enjoy your week be nice to people be nice to somebody do something nice for someone else pay it forward um just be good human beings uh, i appreciate and love each and every one of you and uh we'll talk next week as always we'll see you on the radio
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.